Ciao tutti, and welcome to the Italian Grand Prix preview. Maybe you like that one, right? <laughs> wow. Bene. <laughs> wow. Oh, I know. I speak no a lot. to describe that one. <laughs> well, it is the Italian Grand Prix preview, so you got to learn a little bit of the language of the locals. That's true. That's all I got, really. <laughs> you you went to Italy. You probably know a couple more words. See. Si. <laughs> That's Spanish, bro. See. Si. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so getting into our preview for this weekend's race. It is a back-to-back weekend coming off of Spa. And, uh, yeah, very quick turnaround after the summer break. Yeah, uh, one of those, like, hey, here's a month off, and, like, ba-bam, here's a double back. Yeah, yeah. here's four races in the five weeks of September, yeah. well, which speaking, I'm happy with. I have yeah. no complaints. Speaking <laughs> of that, uh, one of the things I wanted to get into before we get into all the track specifics and tires, as we usually do, is the provisional 2020 calendar has been released. Vietnam's up at the first start of the season. I can't yeah. wait. And the Dutch Grand Prix. I know. And Take Canada's got moved down to like ninth or something like that. Eighth or ninth race. Yeah. It is so they're probably what, really like weird. end of June now compared no, to. It's like around the same time still. June 14th. It's around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. The, that's. The schedule is so compact. That's four days after the last Grand Prix. No, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Like we start at the beginning of March pretty wait, much. Wait, does that mean I should probably buy my ho- get my hotel for the Grand Prix now? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> like, so Book your Vietnam Grand Prix tickets now. <laughs> There's, They have a back-to-back from Azerbaijan to Canada. Which wow, is, that is a big change. Which is not a... It's a long way to go. But as, not even like that's the race to race. That's um, like, like a back-to-back week. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. That's, that's going to be a big changeover coming... to Canada. Um, the amount of sorry, I stole your phone. That's all right. <laughs> uh, the amount of back-to-back weekends. They start off at the first two races of the year are back-to-back: Australia, Bahrain. A uh, week break for Vietnam. Uh, another week break for China. Another week break, or maybe two weeks break for the Netherlands. Then it's a back-to-back with Spain. Week break for Monaco. That back-to-back: Azerbaijan and Canada. Back-to-back: France, Austria. A uh, week off, and then they're in July for the British Grand Prix. And they get like two weeks off. You're just going to run through the whole schedule? <laughs> I am, actually. Uh, <laughs> maybe a week off, something, to, something like that. Hungary, then they have summer break. Then end of August, it's packed again. A back-to-back, Belgium and Italy. A um, couple weeks off. Back-to-back, Singapore and Russia. A week off. Then they go to Japan. They get a two weeks off. They go to the U.S. And a back-to-back with the U.S. and Mexico. A week off, and then Brazil, and then obviously Abu Dhabi at the end. Huh. Uh, so there's your 22 races, schedule. 22 races, yeah, 22. correct? Nice. Yeah, a, a um, record-setting year. Nice. Yeah, crazy. That's a crazy schedule. It's front-end loaded. Yeah. It is, but still, I mean, 22 is 22 races and only three engines. Yeah, I don't know how they're going <laughs> to do that. So is that 12 races before the summer break and then 10 races after the summer break then? Oops. Oh, yes. I lost screwed it. Screwed it up. Uh, Almost, yeah. It looks like it. I think that's how they've spread it out. 13 before the summer break. Wow. That, that mm. is a big yeah, that's, that's a lot before the summer break. Yeah, so you're right. Front, front heavy, and then a little bit more spread out post-summer yeah. break. Um, But that that was my main concern. It's like, obviously, all the logistics. For us, it's great because we got more races. Yeah, but like the biggest one, I think, is Azerbaijan to Canada back-to-back. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big back-to-back. Because it's the middle of Europe. Initially, when they did 
when Baku was on the calendar, they did uh, Canada first and then Azerbaijan in like late June. Uh, I think last year Azerbaijan was the f- or last couple it's years probably because it's way, race. probably because yes. it's way too hot in Azerbaijan at that point. It was end of June, so well, they probably yeah, were doing her. They have that problem now. I was a bit surprised that uh, the Dutch Grand Prix was in early May. Yeah, I thought that would be in the kind of. I thought they'd go. Come on, guys! Tula Festival, Netherlands. Tula Festival, May. Best oh. time to go. I'm sure that's why they put it there. No, that actually probably is why. You think so? <laughs> I actually think so. That's actually a really good shout. I was actually just completely guessing. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good shout. Um, I just thought they. But were can, just so people aren't aware, Canada and the Netherlands have a huge festival. Uh, well, tradition dating back to World War Two. Yeah. After the Canadians helped them in World War Two, every single year since then, Netherlands, send se- Netherlands sends Ottawa a whole bunch of tulips. So they're in display in Canada in May and in uh, Netherlands in May as well. So. And we never see them because our weather is so shitty in May always. Yes. There's two good days you'll find in May to go actually see them. It actually much. is a fun festival. Yeah, it go. is very interesting because there's uh, a lot of the time they have other fe- uh, uh, cultural festivals going as well. I know a lot of the Indian group actually does events at that uh, during the Tula Festival, so it's a great time to show up. Tourism Ottawa, come visit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> come visit us. I hope I'm getting paid by the government of Canada for that one. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's the provisional calendar. Uh, like some tracks, for example, like Monza, it's still dependent on the contract signing. Yeah. And obviously, it hasn't been completely finalized yet, but it seems like this is the schedule that they're going to go with, barring any big major changes. So uh, of course, no German Grand Prix. Yes. Is the big change. And no Miami Grand Prix either. Thank God. <laughs> is there another race that's dropped? No. It was no, just it's Germany. Just one? Just oh, disappointing, though, Mexico German Grand, Grand Prix. But yeah, after this year especially. Yeah, right? that's the one that's yeah. a big year for it. Yep. Uh, all right. So moving on, this will be the 70th Italian. Well, actually, first, before we get into... Italy and Monza, some more F1 news. We didn't talk about this in the previous podcast because it kind of happened in between. Esteban Ocon moving to Renault. Yeah, that's really big news. Um, I forgot we didn't touch on that. Yeah, that's the biggest news so far. Valtteri Bottas extends his contract for another season, at least at Mercedes. Nico Hulkenberg loses his ride, and who knows where he's going to go. Probably Haas, but you never know. Um and then, yeah, Esteban Ocon finally gets a seat for next year. You think Haas too, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just I kept thinking Magnussen. That's the only thing I can think of when you say Haas. I know. It'd just be such a, oh, such a toxic <laughs> relationship. He's so good for F1. So He's good for so Netflix. Good for the, oh, I know. That's what I was going to say. For the memes, it's going to be great. <laughs> um, but in terms of racing, probably not that great. Um, yeah, huge for Esteban. I mean, him and Ricardo are going to be a fantastic duo together. Uh, clearly, Renault's putting a lot of money into their drivers uh, to steal him from Mercedes. And it'll be very interesting to see how he does. I'm sure he's very pumped to be in a seat next season. I don't know if anybody felt this way, but I was like, I'd be pretty pissed if I was Esteban Ocon because who knows on the opportunities I might have lost out on in the offseason of 2018 because I was tied to Mercedes. And I'm sure that he got all these guarantees of like, the seat is yours next year, just wait out this season be the reserve driver, the sim driver, just be patient. And then halfway through the season, obviously Valtteri's had a great year, so they're going to keep him again. And they say, yeah, you know, Esteban, you can go. You know, you, you can go to Renault. So if I was Ocon, I'd be kind of pissed because I just lost a year of my career. Yeah, I get it. he learned stuff and he got to be with the world championship team, but he wasn't driving an F1 car. And this world moves fast, and who knows what could have happened. He could have easily been moved on from 
Esteban Ocon, right? You never know what can happen in the driver market. So I don't know. Personally, I just felt like I'd be pretty pissed. Like Mercedes guaranteed me a, a seat in a championship contending car. And yeah, I'm moving to Renault, which is great, but I just lost is a season though? of F1. Is it it could be a championship <laughs> contending car. Good point. Could That's be. what they said last year. In 2021. <laughs> <laughs> way, to be, way to be optimistic. I am being optimistic. That was their plan. That's what they said. No, that is true. So we'll see. I, I think it's great for Ocon. It's a French driver. And PR-wise for Renault, it's a good move. It's a big move, yeah. It's a disastrous year for them, so they need something to look forward to. And they really haven't been able to justify that Ricardo contract. In terms of the money that they're putting towards well, it, it's not his fault. He doesn't have a car though. No, we know straight. where their yeah. we know where their money went, just not in the development of the car. Yeah. Went to Daniel Ricardo. I'm sure they're not paying Esteban <laughs> as much as they are paying Ricardo. <laughs> no, probably not. What the reports are, but and also on Nico Hulkenberg, I think yes, Haas is one of the more uh, bigger options. But I also think Alfa Romeo. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Him yeah. and uh, him and Raikkonen would be a good combo. Because I heard that, and probably a safer I, combo. I, I don't see both of them there. I see one of them there, because I feel like um, Alfa Romeo is still kind of like you know the the B team to Ferrari, so they kind of want a younger driver in one of those and then, seats. No, this works perfectly. So you have Hulkenberg in that awful seat. When Vettel retires, you still have that German Italian national anthems <laughs> when they win, because Hulkenberg goes to Ferrari, and then Ferrari. Have Charles Leclerc and and Nico Hulkenberg as their top two drivers, and Nico finally wins a race, you and everything's happy. Sails into the sunset. You don't think it's gonna be Mick Schumacher with the German? No, <laughs> not right away. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. You need a but stop I'm just, back. You're saying a few years down the line. I'm yeah. saying the same thing. They need You'd a stopgap. Yeah. Stopgap yeah. German driver. <laughs> yeah, I think that Alpha are probably a bit unhappy with Giovinazzi now because of his crash at Spa. I mean, he crashed on the last lap. He's getting good points. And I also heard uh, he just dropped it on his own. Some crazy rumblings and rumors on on Twitter that the I, I believe that the the group that owns before Alpha Romeo came in, which was Sauber, they were some Swedish owners, I believe it was, and they That's might like want they there. might want to put Marcus Ericsson in. After Singapore, because the well, IndyCar season is over. Wasn't he at the race? Well, he was going to possibly fill in for Raikkonen with his injury, oh, that's right. but it never happened. But he has to be there, because if Raikkonen goes out in FP1 and he can't drive, then they have to have somebody there right. to replace him. So those are mm. one rumor I heard was that these owners might just want to put Marcus Ericsson in because he's Swedish. The owners. I'd actually Swedish. love to see Marcus Ericsson back in F1. Oh, man, he's a good driver. He's a really good driver. Um, he got a, he just know. got a short end stick yeah. last year. Yeah, he did a little bit, yeah. I'd like to see Hulkenberg, though, at Haas as well. But I think – or, sorry, I'd like to see him at Alfa Romeo, but Haas would be a lot more fun. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be something. Yeah. So we'll see what happens uh, with Nico Hulkenberg. Red Bull is Well, you guys are forgetting shot. there's going to be Williams seats. There's going to be a Williams seat open next year at the moment, too. So uh, there's also like, that's uh, – I think it'll be Latifi. Latifi. Yeah. Oh, that's a fair so. point. Fair point. Hopefully yeah. it will be. Yeah. Have two Canadians on the grid. First Love time to ever. see that, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, if Lance Stroll Latifi does join the team. Didn't Latifi um, out-qualify, well, I don't know, out-time Kubica in practice, too? In FP1, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a couple of FP1 sessions this year. So, um, yeah, he'll be back racing in F2 for, for Monza as well. That's right. um, and speaking of Monza, it is the 70th Italian Grand Prix. One of the 
It's one of the most historic tracks on the calendar, a fan favorite for a lot of people. One of the most simplistic tracks on the calendar. Yeah. Straight turn right, left, straight turn right, left, <laughs> go for a loop, and you're back around the corner. Suits Ferrari very well. <laughs> the old track was even more simplistic. It was just this long banking. Yeah. Do you know what I'm pissed about? I was supposed to go visit, visit Monza while I was in Italy, but the day I was about to leave Milan to go to another place, there was a giant, like, um, flooding in the area oh no so i couldn't go mm. so i just ruined my entire trip maybe to monza pirelli as well. was doing wet weather testing <laughs> yeah maybe it is their home <laughs> race as well it is pirelli's home race it's torosos Toro home race it's giovanazzi's home race it's alfa romeo's home race ferrari's Ferrari, well, Ferrari home yeah. race it's a lot of homecomings a lot of italian going on uh going on in monza it's 90 years of ferrari they'll be celebrating too at monza they've got oh some boy. couple wow. of events planned and a huge weekend for ferrari if if your entire season didn't go well but if you can lock out the front row in your home oh, race, I, yeah, that's all they care about that's all they want that's all they really need actually going into this weekend so yeah we'll see uh we'll see what they can do um kimmy raikkonen in 2018 set the fastest ever f1 lap with an average speed of 263.5 kilometers an hour. And remembering back to last year was quite amazing. That's not what this says. What does it say? It says lap record hurt by Rubens Barrichello in 2004. Right, but this was qualifying. Oh, yeah, qualifying yeah. lap, okay. So it's the fastest okay. lap in F1, I guess, by, by okay. average speed. Right. And yeah, like you, guys, uh, like you guys mentioned, it's a track that suits Ferrari because it's all about power. 80% is at full throttle, which is ridiculous. Wow. Um, and so you really need a low... Low drag, no, pretty much almost no downforce setup. Obviously, you need a little downforce in the second sector. But it's a very low downforce, low drag circuit because you want as fast as possible as you can straight line speed, which Ferrari has coming into this race. They do. I mean, Charles Leclerc has. <laughs> well, it wow. seems like Vettel has it too, but <laughs> when he gets in the corners, eh, that's a little dodgy. Yeah, no, Ferrari do have the, the significant pace advantage and. I mean, you always see the Forest India slash Racing Point do well at this track as well, so there's someone to keep an eye out for as a as a potential. Well, what? What? I just read an article that said Roman Groschmal disqualified disqualified from Italian Grand Prix. Oh, that's from last year. Okay, I, I was I like had the same thing happened what? to me while I was looking. <laughs> I was looking up the track, and they put like old news. I was like, I was like, we haven't what? Heck? What did he do? Poor Roma, he's just getting crapped on, even though he's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. But yeah, like you were saying, um, there's when you look at the track layout, it, it's, I mean, it's honestly all all just flat for the most yeah. part. Um, sector one, you got the massively long straight where Ericsson had his huge crash last year. Just talking about Ericsson earlier, and then sector two, obviously, you've got that straight with the second DRS zone. And then sector three with the parabolica. It's not flat. Obviously, they have to do. They do have to break going into the parabolica, but with the new generation of cars, more downforce, they're able to get on the power much much earlier than they used to. And then it's a straight shoot all the way down to to turn one. And one of the things about Monza too is that the curbs in Monza are pretty tough. They're pretty high yeah. and they're really tough on the car. So turn one and two, you got to get those combinations right. You know, in the Escari chicane uh, going to turn eight nine as well and the exit is really important going down the final straight into the parabolica as well so you need a car that's set up well to absorb the curbs it's not something that's going to upset the balance too much and uh and yeah the next thing really is straight line speed which i think that for ferrari this is a better track for them even more than uh than spa excuse me 
because 80% of it is full throttle. And it's not like in Spa where you have Sector 2 where it has a lot more twisty bits, right. you know, more of a need for downforce. Here you don't really need that much other than Sector 2 here looking at the two Lesmos. Those are really the only two corners where you need a little bit more downforce where Ferrari could potentially struggle. Other than that, it's just... Straight full Straight, on the power. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, you know, it, it's a track that, of course, they'll be looking to, to get a 1-2 at. They were looking at that in Belgium. Um, didn't get it, unfortunately, for Ferrari. Good for Mercedes. Um, but unless Mercedes come out with a fantastic setup, they'll have all their low drag rear wings and everything on to try and keep up. Uh, it's whether or not Ferrari can come out with the reliability and the performance to last all weekend. Yeah, so Pirelli have brought the C2, C3, and the C4 tires. And Pirelli also say that the soft tires this year, so that would be the C4, they're a little bit softer than last year's. So that's going to be what interesting. What does that mean, though? Like, what does More that grip. mean? No, I, I, know that <laughs> I, know what it, I know what it means. <laughs> Don't you want the literal definition? <laughs> but just, like, the explanation would be better from Pirelli being like, this is why it's – anyways – the You're saying the why are they putting it for the Italian Grand Prix? Like, why is no, it softer? Like, no, just, like, the explanation of it. Like, oh, it's just a bit softer than what we had last year. But, like, okay, so why did you come up with that? And, uh, like, why is it implemented for, for this race? What did you find from last race that now you have the tire softer? And I was just like, ah, we're just going to put the tires so a little you softer. Want, you want to go the, faster. You want the math explanation want, of explain your thoughts. I want explain. Expl <laughs> oh, my God. Explanatory. <laughs> On explanation. Explanification. <laughs> We're almost there. Should Tyler. I read out <laughs> the tire selections for yeah, each so team now? Yeah, so it's C2, C3, <laughs> C4 today. Go ahead, Chris. Yes. <laughs> C4 is softer, but Tyler wants to know why. Mario Asola from Pirelli. Help this guy out. Send me a direct email. <laughs> <laughs> he wants a PDF breakdown that in Italian cool. and English of why. Every corner and why it was chosen. <laughs> He wants rear and front PSI levels. You I know do. they give those out too, right? They do give those out. Yeah. You're right. And they give out the EOS camber limit, whatever that is. I don't know what that means. Exactly. Explain that to me as well <laughs> <laughs> in your email. <laughs> give me an index at the very end <laughs> to explain all the bigger words. Bring me to Italy. <laughs> bring me to Pirelli and I'll do a tire tour. I think that's the only way we could figure out this equation. It's if true. If we were brought to Italy Actually, to look at this. Yeah, that's correct. I'd go back. <laughs> Anyways, who made the stupid decisions this week? Well, I guess that's up choice. to the people out there. I mean, Hamilton and Leclerc are on the same strategy, so they got two sets of the white C2s, uh, three sets of the yellow C3s. Why are you bringing two sets of the medium tires? There's a bunch of drivers doing it, too. I'm already annoyed. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple. Uh, the drivers who aren't doing it, Bottas and Vettel, only with the one set. They're going to win the race. Hard. <laughs> They're going to win the race. Uh, which means that they have one less set of the qualifying tire, the red, so only eight sets of that. Uh, Max Verstappen only brought one set of the C-hard, C-hards, of C the hard. C C2s. C-2s. See, this that was works, easier though. when it was just super soft and ultra soft. It was. As, as little as we would think it would be easier, it is easier. Because <laughs> you have to try and explain it. Like, for maybe people that haven't been watching F1 that much, it's the white C2. Yeah. The white hard C2. And they're like, what is that, Battleship? Like, <laughs> C2? No. It's just more complicated. Um, no no driver on the grid has opted for more than two sets of the white, hard C2 tire. And Does anyone have 11 red, like soft, super soft? No. The oh, most most is God. 10. They're lucky. I would have shit on them. <laughs> Those so drivers, Perez, Stroll, have 10. What? And also Max Verstappen. What? 
Oh, Max makes sense. They're taking engine penalties. Yeah, so if he wants to cut through, cut through the grid. So those are the tire allocations for this weekend. And maybe we'll do a quick weather update if anybody... I was just checking You're the weather doing network. It? Perfect. So this is... Uh, it's a bit north of Milan uh, is the circuit. Actually, let me... I wrote down what the locals... So the locals, this track at Monza is known to the locals as La Pista Magica. A little piece of magic. Piece of magic. Sure. I was gonna say magic racetrack, but I don't think that's what it translates to. Stupid eyes. So yeah, it should be an interesting weekend because I mean, on paper you'd say it's Ferrari, right? But oh, is it ever gonna be an interesting weekend, Chris? Oh, is it raining? Is it ever gonna be? Oh man. If I'm looking at this right, it, like which is Monza, presumably. I think there's it. only one Monza out there. I I hope so. It's not raining for the one I'm looking at. Anyways, <laughs> it's, it's not. Anyways, I have it as 35 to 45 millimeters of rain on Sunday, <laughs> and a 100% chance of rain, and it's supposed to rain on Friday too. What? I like this weather. See, for I don't, I don't might, have that. And it might. That's rain all right. I trust it. <laughs> um, hold on. I'll actually. It says partly sunny and pleasant. This is, this is like racing points forecast or yeah, something. Like, what is it going to be? Um, I'm going to double check. Continue on. Uh, do some more investigation. Well, I mean, it has rained in the last couple of years. We obviously remember 2017, Lance Stroll qualified. Uh, well, actually, qualified a bit farther back, was bumped up to the front row of the grid. Last year, it rained a little bit in the practice sessions. So Monza has seen some rain in the last couple of years. But, I mean, my God, if that's true on are Sunday. You, are, you, are you sure you're not looking at tomorrow? Yes, I'm sure. Because for tomorrow, it says it's 27 degrees and a thunderstorm. And then Friday, it says cloudy. And then... Like, I, I have Monza. I'll look up Milan, too, and I'll have both of them just to make sure. Yeah, because they're fairly close. But at any rate, we'll have to wait till the weekend to see what exactly the weather is. I mean, it changes all the time. Um, it's kind of like in Belgium, right? The the weather can change on a dime. So. Oh, I, it's raining even more in Milan. Okay. <sighs> so Yes, we'll see. So yeah. I think we're having some rain. Well, I'll check we have the a, other website as well. If if the Monza wet race is as any good as the Germany one, we're in for a cracker in here in in Italy. It should be a good one. I don't know if Ooh, good. I don't know if it'd be good either. There's a long a lot of straights on this one. Might be a might be a, a Mercedes one two finish if it is raining. Stop in with that, that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> well, they always seem to do really well in Italy. Like yeah. they spoil the Ferrari party almost every year. So Ferrari need a damn good result here. Okay, I know this is really confusing because now I'm on AccuWeather and that says partly, uh, That's partly sunny. Uh, AccuWeather is the one I was looking at. That's 3%. Other networks is 100% of chance of rain. So okay. it, you know what? I have no idea what's going to happen. Forget it then. Forget <laughs> the weather. We have no idea. Well, minus weather aside, what are our predictions? What do we think is going to happen? Uh, what are, you, are we doing? Are we predicting the podium and then are we doing that now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, P3, I have Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I think he can... It's his lowest finish this season, other than Germany. He's been on the podium every race? Except for yeah, Germany. Probably. Except for Germany. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have him P3, because uh, it's Lewis Hamilton. Uh, but not in the top two. Uh, P2, I have Charles Leclerc. And, of course, that means that my boy... He's going to get his first win of the season. It's going to be <laughs> Lionel Norris. Yes, you're right. Lionel Norris will win at Monza. Are you serious? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's going to be a ba da ba da ba da ba pow. Sebastian Vettel, P1, Sebastian, okay. P1. Okay. Just going to correct you. It would be his second win of the season. Yes, you're right. It would be his second win of the season. Canada. 
Um, we still stick by it. Don't want to hear. Don't want to hear any more <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> did win in Canada. Um, yeah, I think he gets it done. I think he comes back, and you know, it was Charles' turn to win last race. I think it's it's Seb Seb's turn to win in Italy. Yep, I have the exact same podium as you do. Wow. Same. So exciting. This is the first wow, time. Wow, we've... unanimous? Well, you, yes. This is a unanimous this decision? This is exactly what I had. This is Brian. history, folks. We're going to look great on our recap <laughs> when it's not even close. Yeah. Max Verstappen wins the Italian Grand Prix. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think that this track, being four, 80% at full throttle, even though Ferrari's race pace isn't great, they were able to – Leclerc was still able to win uh, in Spa. And Can I, I think – so can I just put? We have to pick our dark horses too, by the way. Yeah, we will. If there's a, a rain, if it's a rain, a, a, a rain race, can I put out predictions for that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, because mine, mine's totally different. P one, Lando Norris. <laughs> okay. P two, P two, Alex Albon. P three, Sergio Perez. There's my, there's my rain affected top three. Well, wouldn't I that be? I feel something? like you're still kidding. Yeah, it was me too. <laughs> no, that's my rain affected top three. They're gonna be a big crash in turn one. Okay, my rain affected uh, Monza is Max Verstappen first, Lewis Hamilton second, then I'm gonna go with Daniel Kvyat third. Wow. Oh, again. <laughs> I won't be even pick a rain affected <laughs> top three. <laughs> We'll do them for every single weather scenario. Yeah. We'll do a cloudy forecast, top three. Cold? Uh, yeah, Ferrari's cold. out of here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's no, actually, well, all, all of them are out of here. You know, they were pretty good in cold in Barcelona in winter testing. Winter but. testing, not in the actual <laughs> race season. Um, But, yeah, I, I think that this is a must-win for Vettel. If there's Absolutely. ever a must-win race for any driver, this is it for Sebastian Vettel. He, he needs to get this win to remind everybody who he is. 11 years on from his first win in F1 with, with Toro Rosso. And, <clears throat> excuse me, his first win at home, at his home race, at Ferrari's home race, excuse me, would be very special for, for Vettel. I think that's one of the things that's on his career bucket list to sort of check that off and say that I did that. So having two Ferraris on the podium would be massive for, for the Scuderia this weekend. So we'll see. Weather's going to play a big factor Possibly. Yep, possibly. <laughs> the Mercedes, though, they're all they're handy everywhere this season, yeah. and they're really good at Italy. They're good at upsetting Ferrari at home, so don't count Mercedes out just yet. Red Bull Honda will struggle because of that Honda engine just isn't up to power so much. We don't know whether Max will be taking some extra penalties, whether they want to put that new power unit in just yet. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. Personally, for me, my dark horse or who I'm looking out for this weekend is going to be Racing Point again. And I think Lance Stroll in particular. I think Lance Stroll is in for a top seven finish in this race in either conditions. I think if it rains, he'll finish even higher. And I just think that Racing Point are starting to find their groove. They're still bringing upgrades to this car. They're not shutting down 2019 just yet. So they're still bringing upgrade packages to this car. And I think that Racing Point will have another good weekend. Uh, yeah, I was going to go with Racing Point as well. But um, I'll change it up because that's no fun. Um, I'm going to go another double points finish for the Papaya Orange in McLaren and Lando Norris. Hopefully they have their engine troubles settled out from Belgium and they can come back and uh, have a strong finish in Italy, in Italy as they deserve to have in Belgium, but uh, unfortunately didn't get uh, due to a couple of problems. And got to hope, because, uh, I don't know, Lando and, Lando and Carlos, they're just my favorite duo right now. Uh, my dark horse is probably going to be Toro Rosso, more specifically Pierre Gasly. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's probably the most smart of all of us. 
I think the demotions actually helped him out. I think it's uh, helped him put his mind around racing this year and the whole uh, th- uh, thing with Antoine. I think uh, I think it's going to be a good race for him at Toro Rosso. Cool. Yeah, I like that pick. Yeah. Should be good. Uh, so do we got anything else from the Italian Grand Prix? Um, let us know your weather predictions down in the comments <laughs> below. <laughs> uh, or just what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, let us know your race predictions down in the comments below. Uh, who do you think will be the... Uh, the podium finishers and their dark horse for the race. We're always, always, always interested to see what pans out. And um, if we do read your comments and you post your comment after the race, uh, you know, we, we figure that out. It's not that hard to figure <laughs> out. It is timestamped, I think, right? It is timestamped. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, that about does it for us. Um, a quick note, I, we didn't mention this off the top, but it is still our old set, even though we, we were celebrating last week that this will be the final one with... Uh, I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you know, like how upgrades get held back at the research and development center because they just don't fit on the car yeah, properly. That's exactly what, happened. what In terms, happened our, our problem is the table that we bought. We didn't get screws for it. We got screwed. <laughs> we got screwed. Literally, with no screws. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got to work that situation out. We got to find the right screws. The problem is it's wood, so it's already been screwed in. So we got to find it's it's a hole situation so next episode was just three of us gonna be holding the table like yeah this. originally <laughs> we were just gonna put the legs on but then we thought about it and putting the mics on with table with you know with our laptop like makes her it's gonna fall uh and so is seb yeah so yeah, we can't have seb hurt he's oh. already uh yeah he's already you know head heavy so <laughs> can't make it any worse <laughs> for <is>. him <laughs> yeah so hopefully we'll get that all sorted out but i mean that's just another thing you got to deal with what happens in the research development area? Yeah, yep. it does. Can't can't always com- can't always guarantee those upgrades. Uh, right? Have we mentioned eleven hundred subscribers? No, we haven't. Eleven hundred subscribers. Thank oh, you. Oh, I didn't even realize. Very much. I yes. saw it. I didn't even click to me. Eleven hundred. <laughs> so. uh, thank you guys very much again for your support. Uh, another hundred after our uh, our summer break, and uh, we hope to just keep this this train rolling for the rest of the season. Um, and we're gonna have a lot of content this month. Yeah. So yeah. Fun month. Very busy. And we already have a lot of content with this uh, quick turnaround week. If you haven't checked out our Power Rankings post-Belgian Grand Prix, you can do so down below. It's in our playlist and also attached on this video, so check that one out. And if you haven't uh, seen our recap of the Belgian Grand Prix, that is also now available on YouTube and uh, wherever else you listen to your podcast. So, yeah, I think that'll about do it for us for tonight. Yeah, I think so. All right, thanks again for joining us, and uh, we'll be back next week recapping the Italian Grand Prix and then also our power rankings post Monza. Thanks again, guys. Ciao, Bella. Oh, damn, that's what I forgot. Ah, (laughs) that's getting cut in. Put that in. I didn't stop recording, so you're okay. Perfect. (laughs)